No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that after Solomon dies, Rehoboam is made king. When he rejects Israel's request for tax relief, ten tribes revolt against him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. Everybody gives advice, but which advice should you take? If you're going through marriage problems, it seems like there's always people that will tell you to get a divorce. If you have financial problems, there's somebody ready to dish out their advice, usually for a fee. What if you had a way to rate advice like some websites rate hotels? Today, we will see where a new king had a new opportunity to begin a new nation. He sought advice, but he listened to the wrong advice. It begins with a few words about the end of King Solomon's life. We continue in 1 Kings eleven forty-one. Now the rest of the acts of Solomon, all that he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the acts of Solomon? And the period that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was 40 years. Then Solomon rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, his father, and Rehoboam, his son, reigned in his place. This refers to a book that we do not have. It's called the Book of the Acts of Solomon, and there are many biblical references to books that we don't have. It would be nice to be able to get your hands on it, but it doesn't exist. Now, Solomon reigned for 40 years, same as his father, David. And there's an interesting contrast between these two kings. David left a united kingdom. Solomon's kingdom was on the verge of division. David had a heart for God alone. Solomon turned from worshiping the Lord alone to including other gods. David remained the standard of all other kings. Solomon forever remains as an example of one who started well but didn't finish well. They each had the same amount of time in office, but the outcome of their reigns was vastly different. Chapter 12 And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. So it happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, heard it, he was still in Egypt, for he had fled from the presence of King Solomon and had been dwelling in Egypt, that they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. So he said to them, Depart for three days, then come back to me. And the people departed. Now Jeroboam had been a servant of King Solomon, a very industrious man that Solomon had placed over the forced labor in Ephraim and Manasseh. The prophet Ahijah spoke over him that he would be the king over Israel and that God would give him ten tribes. 
But when Solomon heard about this, Solomon tried to kill him. So Jeroboam had fled to Egypt. But now that Solomon was dead, they called for Jeroboam and he came back and he represented the entire assembly of Israel in approaching Rehoboam with their request. Now, it is interesting that Jeroboam didn't try to make a power grab, even though there had been this prophecy given over him. He simply led the people in seeking tax relief. And this is really a good way to go about leadership. If God has really called you to something, God will bring it about in his time and in his way. And he usually will raise up the person who is simply serving the Lord and serving the people. Now, in Solomon's reign, he built many beautiful buildings at at a very expensive price. And he placed the burdens upon the people, conscripting them for labor and placing upon them burdensome taxes. I was thinking about that just the other day, writing our tax checks out. And you think about how much money the federal government spends, and still it's not enough with an ever-increasing federal debt. So I can understand the desire of the people for tax relief. Now, Rehoboam initially gives a wise response. He says, give me three days and come back to me and I'll let you know. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father Solomon while he still lived. And he said, how do you advise me to answer these people? And they spoke to him saying, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and answer them and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. So Rehoboam gathered the advisors to his father Solomon. And this was a really good move because having good counsel with many elders, that's wise. And the way that they responded was wise. Look, King Rehoboam, you be a servant to these people. Lead them with servant leadership and they will belong to you forever. That was good counsel. It also reminds us of what Jesus said, that the greatest among you shall be your servant. And certainly that servant leadership is what Jesus modeled for us. But he rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him, who stood before him. And he said to them, What advice do you give? How should we answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke which your father put on us? Then the young men who had grown up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus you should speak to this people who have spoken to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. Now these were Rehoboam's friends, the ones he'd grown up with. And so he wanted to get their input on what he should do. But, but you know, they, being young, wanted... Rehoboam to flex his muscle and say, look, you thought Solomon was bad? Wait till you get me. Here's the problem. Pride comes before a fall. The missing piece in all this was that he never inquired of the Lord. Unlike his grandfather, David, who would often inquire of the Lord, Rehoboam didn't even make the effort. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day as the king had directed 
saying, Come back to me the third day. Then the king answered the people roughly and rejected the advice which the elders had given him. And he spoke to them according to the advice of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scourges. So the king did not listen to the people, for the turn of events was from the Lord, that he might fulfill his word, which the Lord had spoken by Ahijah, the Shilonite, to Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Rehoboam makes a huge mistake here in answering the people roughly. His father Solomon had written in Proverbs 15.1, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Instead of listening to the elders, he listened to his young friends and stirred up much wrath. We are told that this turn of events was from the Lord that he might fulfill the word of Ahijah. Now, this is what is so interesting about how God works. God is sovereign in the affairs of men. And yet, every person here was responding according to their own desire. But it all came about just as God had said, because God was disciplining Solomon and his descendants, because Solomon turned away from him. Now, when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to him, the people answered the king, saying, What share have we in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel. Now see to your own house, O David. So Israel departed to their tents. But Rehoboam reigned over the children of Israel who dwelt in the cities of Judah. So when they saw how Rehoboam was treating them, they said, forget this, you know, and they quoted here Sheba, who had led a rebellion against David, when he said, to your tents, O Israel. You see, there was a fracture in the kingdom back then, but now it was completely enlarged, and thus the kingdom would be divided from here on out, the northern and the southern kingdom of Israel. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was in charge of the revenue, but all Israel stoned him with stones and he died. Therefore, King Rehoboam mounted his chariot in haste to flee to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. Now, Adoram had been in charge of the forced labor and that was probably a bad move because this was part of the problem. The the people were tired of having to be forced in their labor to support the projects of King Solomon. And so when they saw him, they just killed him. And when Rehoboam saw that they killed Adoram, then he ran away. So what had began in a flex of his muscle and power ended in a humiliating defeat as he ran away. Now it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam had come back They sent for him and called him to the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none who followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only, which included Benjamin, the smaller tribe as well. Thus, the prophecy of Ahijah was fulfilled verbatim, and Jeroboam had ten tribes, Rehoboam had two. And when Rehoboam came to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin, 
180,000 chosen men who were warriors to fight against the house of Israel, that he might restore the kingdom to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, You shall not go up nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Let every man return to his house, for this thing is from me. Therefore they obeyed the word of the Lord and turned back according to the word of the Lord. Now, this would have been another fine mess that Rehoboam would have made of everything had he gone to war against Jeroboam. But uh, fortunately, he acted wisely here. He listened to the word of the prophet. He turned away because this was, in fact, from the Lord. And this was the one thing that we could say Rehoboam did right. He demonstrated some humility here. Humility has a nearly magical effect. It is the closest thing we have to a miracle elixir cutting across the grain of our hard hearts and stubborn pride and opening us up to receive the grace and wisdom of God. It is too bad that Rehoboam didn't exercise more of that humility early on and he would have made much better choices had he. If I could make one wish, it would be for more humility in my life and in the lives of others. I'd like to close with Proverbs 11.2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Jeroboam fears losing the people as they worship in Jerusalem. So, he makes two gold calves on two altars in northern and southern Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.